I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for July 26th. It's the cyclical nature of humanity's great literature that classic stories are reimagined and retold to new audiences. The themes of Greek theater were molded by William Shakespeare into the prevailing entertainment of his day. The bard's plays themselves, over the centuries, have been restaged in new and inventive settings. The inspiration was right then, on this day in 1979, when Walt Disney Productions premiered a retelling of Mark Twain's classic A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, but this time with the addition of spaceships, robots, and laser guns, just as Twain himself might have imagined before clicking save on his first draft of the story in 1889. But because Twain didn't own a computer, or know what a laser was, this new adaptation would have to wait until writer Don Tate could bring it to life under the title Unidentified Flying Oddball. Our story begins with a rocket scientist being roundly rejected for funding when he suggests sending humans on a space mission that may take decades to complete due to time distortion at high speeds. To save the mission, and the funding, he charges his associate, Tom Trimble, with developing a perfect human replica android to take the mission instead. You're gonna need a montage, because, mind you, all of this occurs in the opening credits. The android, named Hermes, is the exact spitting image of Tom, and a freak accident sends the two on a mission built for one. When twice the speed of light is attained, they find themselves landing in England in the 6th century, and encountering the court of King Arthur. Hold on to your trebuchets, it's about to get weird. Er. With the closeness to Twain's original story now hanging on by the thinnest of threads, it's time for a spaceman in the Middle Ages hijinks. Tom beats being burnt at the stake due to his spacesuit, but Hermes falls to pieces, literally in a joust. They're trying to expose Mordred for the villain he is and save Camelot while also competing for the affections of a young woman named Sandy. Because in programming Hermes to be like himself, Tom made sure he activated the has a thing for the ladies circuit in the robot. You might imagine that this light Disney fare is low on budget and high on gags, and you'd be right. The special effects department, though pulling off some impressive scenes, mostly worked in the zone of good enough. There are also plenty of falls, sword fights, technology gimmicks, and jokes to keep things moving right along. What is a little surprising, though, is the caliber of performers who signed up to bring the sci-fi version of a beloved Mark Twain novel to life. Kenneth Moore played King Arthur, grateful to take on a Disney film after he turned down a role in Mary Poppins due to a work conflict years earlier. Ron Moody played Merlin, and he would reprise the role 16 years later when Disney took on the story yet again for a kid in King Arthur's court. Robert Beatty, who 11 years prior was working with Stanley Kubrick on some other futuristic space movie, appears here as the senator who would pull the funding for the whole project. And remember the big, sweaty, bald Nazi who Indiana Jones introduced to an airplane propeller in Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's actor Pat Roach, who appears here as a character named Oaf, and... Well, it's not one of those ironic nicknames. Oddball does provide a few laughs. Some very novel use of both a Saturn V rocket and a shuttle-like vehicle, which plants this little bit of sci-fi right in the period between those two programs for NASA. And speaking of NASA, fans of the old-school Worm logo will find plenty to love about it being featured prominently on all of the space hardware seen on screen. 
So, who could be audacious and visionary enough to helm this picture for Disney? A director named Russ Mayberry. This would be his second and final feature film gig. But don't feel too bad for Russ. He directed scores of great TV episodes in his career, including The Six Million Dollar Man, Magnum P.I., and Black Sheep Squadron. He also did just one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called Code of Honor, before he was fired. But that is another long story for another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for July 26th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.